gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, yo, welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier, and today we got another super, super, super dope episode. My co-host, D, she won't be in on this one, but she's going to be back soon, y'all, I promise. But like I said, it's going to be a dope episode. But before we start, we would like to advise all the listeners to please like, subscribe, leave that five-star rating, and review. Once again, all those things is greatly appreciated, so if y'all could do that. Like I said, we appreciate it. But getting right to the show, man. Say so we got a super um special episode, man. I'm like I, I moved out to Dallas. This has been like almost like a year and a half now. And this is one of the he one of the first guys I met out here as well. And we've been locked in ever since, man. I got my boy Co uh, KG, the owner of Cosign, Cosign magazine. Yes, Welcome sir. to the show, bro. I'm glad you're here, man. man. I'm glad to be here too, man. I yeah. see a lot of celebrities, a lot of people <laughs> making money here. So I'm like, man, if I get the invite, that means I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. You doing your thing for sure, bro. Nah, for I appreciate sure. you, bro. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. For sure, bro. You already know we gotta get it done, man. But yeah, just man. just um getting straight to it. So for the people, like they may have been stuck under a rock, right. not paying attention to what's going on. Just give them some background on you so let them know who you is. Man, I'm Cosign KG, founder of Cosign Magazine and Cosign Media. I've been in this media game, man, for probably like 12 to 13 years. Crazy. Yeah, so before I even started Cosign, I worked for a hip-hop magazine called Ozone, mm -hmm. which I was doing marketing for them. So I got to work with like a lot of artists, got to see how magazines were ran um, behind the scenes. I worked at uh, Universal Music oh, uh, yeah, early on as well. So, you know, transition, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So transition to my own thing, launched Cosign, been doing it for 10 years consistently. And, you know, we just here again together, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, started off with media. Now we do media, marketing, advertising, brand activation. So just really just growing it out, brother. That's crazy, bro. I want to say first, I want to say congrats for 10 years. Everybody, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is not easy. Man, not. In, in 10 years, bro, that's <laughs> a huge I've been through bro. some things in 10 <laughs> years, man. I've been through it. I already, bro, I already know 10 years is a long time, bro. Yeah. But I want to, and also I want to say, because everybody, we in the time right now, like everybody's trying to start their own media company. Yeah. Everybody want to be in media. Man. Like you said, you've been, you said 12 years, right? 12 yeah, years ago? Yeah, 12 years total and then 10 years of my own. So you was... That's a pioneer, bro. That's a way, way ahead of the wave. You know, first, firstly, everybody wants to be in front of the camera, wants to be the right. star. Media is more like a behind the scenes, Definitely creating your own content, that kind of stuff. So what made you even want to go that route to begin with? Bruh, so early on, man, um, I used to want to be a psychologist, right? Because I always was interested in the study of people, why we do what we do, why you buy what you buy, what makes you dress the way you dress. And when I was talking to my psychology teacher, she was like, man, there's other ways to do that besides becoming a psychologist, because that's eight years of school. And she knew I wasn't trying to go to college for that yeah. long. But she was like, you know, marketing is, you know, the study of buying behavior, study of why people do certain things. She likes try marketing or journalism, because it allows you the same opportunity to interview people and to get insight on people. So mm. I already collected magazines for years and I'm like, man, so I'm like, if I do a magazine, I can still study people and figure out, you know, what makes their mind tick. And she was like, yes, it's all about how you question people, have conversations. They'll tell you all about themselves. So I was like, bet. So I started reading all these magazines and I would read them and I would find out who the editor and the publisher was. And I was always, you know, at that time, sending emails, sending letters, trying to figure out how to get an internship. Uh, and from there, bro, they finally gave me an opportunity and I was going to do anything. I and mean, I really started off just passing out magazines so I could see how what the 
what all it takes to do it. To so do I'm in the streets, passing out magazines. Then I was like, but let me get a camera. So I'm passing out magazines and taking pictures of people holding the magazines. And then they would start publishing me to do that. Then I started writing. So I've really done every aspect of a magazine. And then I started getting into the media side, the videography, mm-hmm. content creation. And that's a whole nother beast. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole nother beast that I just actually happened to get into because my clients that I was working with were on the advertising perspective, they didn't have anybody to create their own content. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting money from selling ads, and now I don't have anybody to create the content. I can create your content as well and, you know, really lock you in in a long-term deal instead of maybe like a one or two advertising deal. So it's like really I just learn as I grow. You know what I'm mm, saying? That's, you said a lot of the, uh, key things that I think is super important. But first, I want to ask, speaking on psychology, and I want to ask, so but when it comes to, like you said, marketing, like, so first of all, how important, like it's, it's 10 years late, 10, 12 years later, yeah. How important, or how big of a role is psychology in all of this? Man, it's, to me, it's everything. For one, it's where I started, and for two, it helps me understand people more. Because you got to think in media, you deal with so many different personalities. Right. You know, like even from when you're interviewing somebody, right. from a client perspective, and you have to keep up with their personalities, keep up with the act, and you have to be able to read the room, like, okay, this person is really aggressive or this person is super hyper. So how can I balance them out? Awesome what out. type of questions do I stay away from to ignite certain situations? <laughs> you I, know know exactly, no, I know exactly what you, you mean. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, you have to keep all that in account. And also you need to learn when to pivot, when a conversation is going to a certain, a certain, a certain moment that you're like, hey, this is getting either super deep and this person is starting to you know get emotional and not gonna be able to hold a conversation long enough that's when you got to pivot and start lighting the load or or you got to realize this person's not a great conversation it's like yep. they're not really be able to they're not answering anything so you got to be the person, person to step in and take over the conversation that's all psychology like you really have to know all these things people do it every day don't even know that they're really you know understanding psychology mm, that's deep man because i talk to people all the time man. when we talk about podcasts you know everybody want a podcast everybody want a podcast and it looks easy when you do it people be like man i could do that and then i talk to people all the time they start one, they be like, man, it's not as easy as it's I not. thought. <laughs> I'm like, cause you dealing with so many. You got one personality, one episode. Some people make it easier, right? Like do. you, somebody, you do this, you make it yeah. easier. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? But then you got others. They might give like real quick, short answers. Oh, it's pulling teeth. Yeah, you, pull, <laughs> you got to be like pulling teeth with them. But something I did realize though is like everybody got like a um a point. Like I I, I try to find out what makes somebody tick. And okay. once you find that, they won't exactly. shut up then. They will not shut up. <laughs> nah, you, you, you got it, bro. What makes them tick? And so, like, for me, for man, it's, it's, it's plenty of different things. Like, I love basketball a lot. I right. do all this for my daughter. So I'm at a point where I'm trying to grow co-sign to where, you know, she's a, she's about to be a freshman in high school. So I got paid for four years to build this up to a point to where either I can hand her a check to go to college or I could be like, hey, I'm going to hand you a salary and come work for, come co-sign. Work for co-sign. So that really motivates me, like. That's why I'm a lot more disciplined now than I was maybe a couple of years ago because I always thought I had time. Now I'm like, man, four years. Four years, what are you going to do? What am I going to leave for in four years? Like, me, I'm good, but it's not about me. I got to make sure she's good. good. So, like, that's something that makes me tick. And once you find something that makes somebody tick, bro, they'll, man, they'll spill everything. No, that's facts, bro. Yeah. I, I want to I ask you this, though. Like, within media, why is it important to, like, own and control your own media company? See, why do you feel like that's important? Man, it's really controlling your narrative, honestly. And if you have a niche or if you have an audience you want to speak to, bro, it's, it's being able to speak to them in a in a perspective that they can understand, that they resonate, and that they're comfortable with, right? So, like, a lot of times, man, when you read blogs or publications or podcasts, not everything is for you, right? So, at right. some times, when I started, 
when I really started media a while ago, bro, I started because there, was, there wasn't nothing that I wanted that I could read. And basically what I wanted, I wanted a publication for like the cool kid. What I mean by the cool kid was somebody who, who knew they weren't going to the NBA, right? right? Didn't want to be a lawyer, wasn't going to be a rapper, but they still had like a swag to them, right? Mm -hmm. Like they could be a celebrity photographer right. or they were an investor and entrepreneur, but you know, they were, they stay wore Jordans, drove fancy cars. Like who was talking to those people? Cause mm -hmm. at Ozone, they were only talking to the artist, the hip hop or the rapper, right? Mm -hmm. Who was talking to their manager who's getting 20% of everything, everything they do, right? Who's talking to the publicist who got them to be able to get into double XL, Rolling Stone, et cetera. So I'm like, man, I want to learn how they got to where they got. And then I want to tell their story because those are like everyday people. Like I could meet somebody off the streets and they're more prone to become, you know, a photographer or a manager than they are to become, you know, a, a top 10 NBA, NBA pick boy. or, you know, like a Drake level rapper. No facts. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, I need a publication or, uh, or a media outlet that spoke to those type of people. So I created it. Mm, you created, like you said, controlling, you control the narrative. Yeah, now. control the you narrative. You get to push out whatever um like i remember i saying this was a couple years ago and i saying um i was about to say joe budden i'm tripping i seen jeff bezos oh. <laughs> i don't know why i was gonna say joe <laughs> i seen jeff bezos um buy the washington post mm. and i remember a lot of people i was seeing a lot of people saying like why is he buying the washington post why would he do that yeah and i'm like bro this is going over y'all head Definitely. this is news this is yeah. media yeah. so whatever in the powerful powerful position he in, he getting people talking about him all the time. All the time. So now he on a major media outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think anything bad about Jeff Bezos is going to come out? <laughs> it's not going to be in the Washington Post. <laughs> it's not going to be in the Washington Post. It's, it's not going to be all great things, great All articles. positive. Yeah. So media is like media. Like I, I feel like a lot of people still don't realize that even in 2022, to some degree, like you got to kind of have it, especially as a business nah, owner. So sure. you can control your own narrative, you control your to. own story. You have everything. To. I mean, Gary Vee is one of those early people that said like all businesses should act as a media company yeah and at first i didn't understand it and i'm like nah man i need y'all to stay doing what y'all do <laughs> <laughs> you know but i get it though because you know um i think it happened i can't remember what happened but there was like this this woman-owned business and i think it was for like female hygiene or female care and somebody like wrote a bad report about her or something and like it really really destroyed her business mm. and she had to like go through damage control on uh, of it. but if she would have had like maybe uh -oh. her own platform podcast or something she could like really talk about oh, and boys. like people knew she was an expert in that then she wouldn't have had to do all that bro mm -hmm. but but she because she didn't now she's backtracking and having yeah. our pr team and all that man and it, it's sad to see but it happens all the time in business mm -hmm. you know well, it's, it's like it's like when you got a when you got a platform you can um whether you got the agenda or not because at the end of the day everybody got their own agenda right you could push your agenda or somebody is pushing against your agenda, give you mm -hmm. backlash, you can respond. Exactly. You got your own platform. But yeah. if you ain't got your own platform, oh, man. you ain't got no voice. <laughs> no if voice. You ain't got no voice. Then you, you got to hit up people like, yo, man, let me get on your, let me get get on your podcast. I got to talk some shit for a second. I need yeah. to get something out here. So that's, nah, that's real, bro. But I want to ask you this, though, because you've been like, you've been doing this for 12 years. And it's so many things that then change transitions Whew. in 12 years. Yeah. Like platforms, TikTok still relatively new. Yeah, IG came out over the time, you know, all facts. those different things. So talk about like, those transitions and how different it is now Man. compared to then. Bro, you you have to just be able to adapt. I'm not going to lie. When uh, My thing was I loved holding tangible magazines. I collect them, right? So right. I was like, man, I'm always going to print, which I am. But then I also got to realize I'm a businessman too. Printing is expensive. You know mm. what I'm saying? That's cutting into my overhead. So it's like, how can I still print but be able to, you know, pivot and transform to today digital media, you know, right? So – 
what I did was to cover my print, um, I started hosting magazine release events, right? And I did that for two benefits. One, anytime you bring a community together, those opportunities to provide somebody with value and to be able to sell them something, right? So I'm bringing you together. You're getting value from networking, you know, free drinks, free food. You're meeting people, and then you want to support and buy the magazine. So I'm no, I'm I'm making money from selling the magazines, but I'm also building community, right? And with me building that community. Then I could put them in my pipeline, whether it's, you know, my email newsletter, whether I'm having to follow me on social media, whether I'm getting potential guests for the platform. Right. But once you bring them together, bro, like it's endless of what you can do. And it's also potential clients. Like I said, not only do advertising, but I'm doing, you know, the social media marketing, you know what I'm saying? The brand deals. So it's a lot of touch points with me being able to pivot and understand that, hey, I can't grow with just being a physical magazine. Mm. I got to continue to go digital the YouTube channel, the podcast, and all those are adding revenue to the business. Exactly. Right? I was listening to, I can't remember where it was, man. I want to say, you may have said it too before, but they say you got to have seven streams of income, seven, mm-hmm. seven sources of revenue, right? Mm-hmm. But you can get that from one, one thing. From one thing. Exactly. You know, and yep. that's what I realized. Okay, with digital, it's allowing me to add more revenues from one industry, from one business, right? So once I learned that, it was like, okay, Digital is the way to go because I can reach way more people than I can for print. Well, facts. You know, magazine, if I print a thousand copies, I'm reaching a thousand people. people. You know what I'm saying? But if I put that online on YouTube, on the podcast, bro, I could reach hundreds of thousands, millions. It's opportunities are endless. I feel like where people go wrong is is that they don't invest into it, right? They just think I'm gonna post on social media and leave it out there. You gotta be able to pour back into it and do your research, understand that, you know. Facebook, Instagram is a pay-to-play platform, honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. <laughs> so you have to. You got you, to. You got to pay. And that's how you reach that wider audience. And, you know, do your research on what does what does media look like in 2023. We're in 2022 right now, but what does it look like next year? You'll see all these reports where it's transitioning to and get ahead of the curve. Stop waiting till after it happens and then you're on the line trying to play catch-up. Mm. You know, like I, once I seen everything started going digital and I, and I was slow to YouTube, I like man. I'm not missing that podcast money. <laughs> you you know? already know. I'm not missing. That. I'm not missing the the brand deals. That's why I do a lot of big events like the Cosign Awards yeah, yeah. or or Cosign Experience Weekend because media has transformed from magazines to digital to experiences. Right? There's a lot of opportunity in doing live experiences. Live experiences you know right. what I'm saying? Because you can couple your live experiences with the digital experience, and you know, and and brands will pay a hefty price for that. So once you learn that, there's so many touch points people can do that they're leaving money on the table. Nah. So many, bro. But nah, you're right. It's so and in a and in a weird way, it's still kind of at least that's how I see it. It's still kind of early when it's when it comes to digital. I mean, I feel it like is. it's still so much untapped money and earning potential for people because sometimes at, at the end of the day, it's still kind of hard for these companies to value how much is. One listener worth, right? How much is a download worth? How much is a stream really worth? How much real? is a view worth? How yeah. much is a view worth? Right. Like, it's hard to really. That's why you could talk to these companies and you could hit them sometimes with numbers that sometimes right. might not make no sense right. because there's no way, there's really no blueprint yet. I'm like, what's this really yeah. value that I'm gonna give y'all? I'm gonna give y'all a gem. So, the things with brands that I realized too is outside of KPI, everybody has their KPI, exactly, right? but what they're looking for is. You got to do your research to figure out what that brand's initiatives are, and then you have to like figure out how you can enhance it. So I'll give you an example. When I was pitching to um, to Chase, their whole thing was advancing black 
pathways, advancing the black entrepreneur, uh, the black and brown community. So when I started researching, it was like getting black and brown people more, uh, becoming homeowners, financial literacy and education. So I created, you know, a program and I created a kit based on that. So that way it was a win-win. Mm. They already have an initiative for 2022. This is how Cosign can come in and enhance that initiative. Once you put it like that, black and white, bro, they're not like, gonna say no. they're not going to say no because it, it already aligns with their initiative. Mm -hmm. After that, you just got to negotiate prices or, you know, programming and all that stuff. But they're not going to say no to that. And every business has their own initiatives. Yeah, I'm pitching to Lexus right now. And I figured like they had a whole campaign um, called uh, Hustle. I can't remember the name. But was anything about, it was about hustling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man. Cosign is all about entrepreneurs and so, creatives hustling, bro. So I, I researched all their all their uh, campaigns and I figured out, okay, how can Cosign enhance that, bro? And that's how you really win. You know what I'm saying? No, you, that's a gym. That's a gym right you there. Just gave a, you just gave so that's some free game. I, that's right that's a free game. Real. That's free game. I usually charge. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> no, for real. They're like that's that's free game because I, I know a lot of people that's listening. They, I'm pretty sure they ain't never heard that before. Nah, man. Sometimes people just go off the whim. They like. I'm just going to find an email and shoot them an email. Man, but you got to think, how many, even look for you, how many cold emails do you probably get they want to be on the podcast? Bro, I can't count them. It's like, overwhelming though. Yeah, and sometimes they don't, you don't even really give them a chance because you don't know who that person is. Exactly. They're not leading into nothing. And even with me, it's like, prove that you're at least a fan or a listener first. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I'll be more prone to having you on my platform if you say, hey, I watched your interview with Xavier and y'all mm -hmm. talked about this, this, and this. I also do this. If you need any touch points on this industry, let me know. I'm like, dang, he listened and he can help me grow because we're talking about this industry. People just be like, hey, I need this. How can you help How me? How can you help me? What, what do I need to do to get on there? Yeah. I'm not about to waste my thought. What I'm doing, waste my time to tell you exactly what you need exactly. to do. I'll read that and I'm going to be like, mm -hmm. next person. Like, I'll give a prime example. Um, Kelly OG, she's been, on a, she's been on here twice. She got on the show because she emailed me. She sent me like pretty much like a um what's it called the um uh, the kits. Oh, media kit. Um, she pretty sent me like a media kit. Like right. this is who I am. This is what I do. Like she sent me her Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, mm. and I'm like, dang. Then I knew somebody that was just telling me about her. Mm. Then she sent me that email. I'm like, say less. It's, it's in. We've exactly. been locked in ever since. So it, it it is it is how you do it. But right. I want to I want to I want to ask you this real quick. So what's been the hardest thing with um having a media company? Man, I would say is staying staying on top of the revenue aspect. What I mean by that is always selling, right? Because we look at media and it's always it's content, 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 yep. content, content. Who's paying for that content? Who's paying for it? Right? Who's paying for the production? Who's paying for you know for for everything? Who's paying for the cosign loft? <laughs> you know? Who's paying for the equipment? The editing, the all that, who's paying for that? And it's and it's through sales. Like we get to a point where people look at the vanity stuff. Ah oh, man, it looks like you're doing great. You're killing it, bro. But you don't understand that when I'm not creating content, bro, I'm That's I'm sending emails or I'm calling people. I'm trying to find new clients. I'm trying to broker deals. Like you have to sell yourself every day. Just like in a business, we're at this, you know, we're at this, uh, we're at this place with, you know, a whole bunch of shopping centers, right? Mm -hmm. In a business, they have to make sales every day. They have a quota every day. Every day. You can't, we, today we're going for $2,000 in sales. How come small businesses don't have that, even if they're not brick and mortar? Today, mm -hmm. I at least want to make $1,000. How do you make $1,000? Well, I know two services. I charge 500 each, so I need to sell two people. To speak to, to sell two people, I got to probably speak to about 25. Yep. Where am I going to get 25 new leads from? You know? And then you do that. Break it down. Every day. 
every that's day. A, that's a system. Yeah, it's a system, bro. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, it gets difficult because you want to do the fun stuff. Yeah. We want to yeah. do the interviews and go to the events, but it's like, okay, that's cool. But you have to sell yourself every day. That's how you make it long term. That's what complex are doing. That's why they hire sales teams. Yeah. You know, executive sales teams, bro, because their only job is to sell, 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 sell. Whether it's hey, we have advertising. Oh, you don't have advertising, but we have marketing. Oh, you don't have mark. You don't need marketing. Oh, we have data. Like media companies are selling data now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No fact. <laughs> They're selling data. That's exactly what you're selling when you do a, a brand partnership. Yeah, they want the data. They're selling data. So whatever you need, we got it. What do you need? <laughs> you know, we can sell it, bro. And you have to do that every day. So that's probably been like the most difficult thing for me because I wear so many hats, and it's like, man, I have to continue. The, you know trajectory of cosine cosine of people putting out the content but just as much as that you got to put the same energy into selling yourself selling your brand and, and you know getting more mm. and how do you um like distribute your time across those things when you wear so many hats how do you like know what to put i'm gonna put time to this to this how you spread that up man i've tried i'm gonna be completely transparent i've tried multiple things right i've tried to where i, I went by days so I'm like, okay, on Wednesday, Wednesday's my pitch days to where I'm only going to spend Wednesday on pitching to clients and customers. Monday would just be editing, uh, editing, content. editing content. So I'll get like the full videos Monday. I'll chop them up, you know, do the Instagram reels, clips, all that. But what I've learned is it's, it's not really possible because I'm still doing little tedious things right. that take my time, take away, your time away. Right. So what, what works best for me now is like breaking them down in hours. So it's like, Eight to ten, I'm only gonna do emails. You know, email follow up and you know, uh, email pitches. I'm gonna start the day with, with emails. Ten to twelve, uh, I may do my content. Right, twelve to one, I'm gonna take a lunch break, just like if I had a corporate job. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing nothing. Twelve to one, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm texting the homies. I'm you know, I'm shooting basketball at my house. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing whatever I want to do from twelve to one. And then one to five is my second half of the day where I just do stuff that I haven't finished. I go back and do that. And that works. And anything after five, five I do is extra just because I want to. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If I want to continue to, you know, work, I will. If I want to work on a pitch deck, I will. But I try to break it like that and give myself some leniency and give myself a break. Because I've done that. I'm going to work 12 hours straight. And second half of the day, I'm really not productive. Like, I'm working, but it's like busy work. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm just in front of the computer, like, doing stuff. I'm staring at the computer. So it's like I'm not really putting my most energy into it. Right? So it's been more helpful for me to break it down by, like, hours. Cause that way I know, okay, I'm gonna go strong in this hour doing this, then move on to the next thing. Mm, yeah, that, and that that's a good strategy. I remember that bringing up Jeff Bezos again. I remember I read something that he they said he do shit in 15 minute intervals. 15 minutes? I said that's crazy. <laughs> I said that's like I, when I read, it, I'm like I don't even think people can understand how yeah. crazy that is. Yeah. But I, but at the same time, I, as soon as I read, it, I'm like it makes sense because if I know I got 15 minutes to do something, are you gonna? Ain't nothing you can do yeah. to distract me. Nah, fast. Because I know I only got 15 minutes. I got to get this done. Man, I was talking to this one entrepreneur, this high-level entrepreneur. He told me um, he does four-hour power days. So what that means is for four hours in the morning, he only does high-level work for four hours. He's not doing emails. He's not doing like that. High-level things that's going to broker deals, that's going to uh, work on client work, that's going to, you know, bring in men some new people. He does that for four hours. Then after that, he can do whatever he wants with the day. But at least, you know, for that four hours, he's not on his phone. He's not doing little small stuff like the emails his assistant does. But four hours, right. he's doing nothing but high-level work. And he's like, man, I got more work done doing four hours of high-level stuff than I was doing eight hours yeah. of everything. Mm, that's, that's game, too, though. Mm-hmm. Right, let's talk about the team, though. Like, because we know you, you can't – it's only – you're going to hit a ceiling when you're working, and it's just you working. Man, facts. So talk about how um, – 
Because this is a common question that people ask. Like, how do you find the right people to work with? Like, I feel like people, especially entrepreneurs, they struggle with that. Like, man, how do I know this is the right person to bring in on my team, on my staff? So talk about that. You've been doing this for a while. So how do you find the right people? And then how do you know when this is the right person? Man, so I I approach it differently. I, I only work with people who have their own things going on. Right? Really? Yeah, so you can't work for Cosign and that be your only thing, only really? job. Yeah, I'm not having mm. that. Because at a point, it's, it's not going to be mutually beneficial anymore, right? At a point, you're either going to feel like you're pouring more into Cosign than yourself, or at a point, you're going to feel like you're not appreciative as much, you know? So I, I realize if somebody has their own thing going on, and they're pouring a cosign, I'll also pour into you. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if you're working with cosign and you want to start a jewelry business, okay, you do X, Y, and Z for cosign, and cosign will promote your jewelry business. You know what I'm saying? So now you're 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 getting paid, but you're also getting other services other that services you're not paying too. for. And it's mutually beneficial. You're helping me, I'm helping you in. But yeah, just doing like the hiring people, people are are have short attention spans and everything looks pretty. Oh man, cosign's over there doing this. Oh, but you see this new outlet? They just did an interview with so-so. Let's go over there. Or let's work with all of them. And then you ended up, you're pulled all over yeah, the place because it's like, man, I need you over here. But then you're doing the same thing that I taught you with them. And it's not like competition, but it's like, bro, you can't be giving everybody the sauce. Yeah, you can't. Right? You can't. So it's like, man, you, you, have to, you have to have your own thing going on. So it's like, man, as much as you pour into our company, we're going to pour back into you. So you're going to feel like a, a, a sense of loyalty. Right. And that's what I feel like people aren't anymore. Look at the NBA jumping around. I get it. They're jumping around for the bag and who they want to play with. But it also started with the teams at first. The teams weren't loyal. So I try to be loyal with my, you know, the people that I work with, my employees, my partners, my interns, like be loyal with them. I'm going to pour into you as much as you pour into Cosign, because if you don't, it's going to get to a point where you're going to leave or you're going to look for like the next biggest thing or brighter thing. So. But they're not going to do what we're doing for you. You know what I'm saying? They're not oh. going to take the time to, you know, to mentor you or to even introduce you to people that can help your personal business grow. Like, that's what I'm willing to do for you. Oh, you want to start a jewelry company? Well, my cousin does custom jewelry, and he has these type of vendors. Vendors, this is how he does it. Let me set that meeting up for you. You know? Mm. Now you get in your own bag, and you're more prone to be loyal to me because you like, man, KG, you really helped really me out. You really helped me out. Mm. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, though, because this is another question I get with people that say, well, I could just recently started my business or my business isn't that profitable yet. Mm. So what am I, how am I supposed to find a team and get staff when I don't even got the money yeah. to pay these people? What's your, what's your answer Man. to that? So if you, if you can't pay people and you can't even at least do Fiverr, I'm talking about Fiverr is like $10 <laughs> sometimes per employee. If you can't at least do that, what you have to do, what I tell people is, first of all, you have to exhaust all, all options, yep. all resources. What I mean by that? Really look at your day and how much time you're spending on your business. Are you really going as hard as you can? Because if you really were, you would have some type of income coming in. Some type. Some type. If you're really putting eight hours, and when I mean eight hours, I don't mean eight hours on social media posting saying that you're going to do this. Are you doing outreach? Are you really going down your followers and sending those DMs, but personalizing them? Let them know like, hey, we'd love for you to try this. Are you at least investing your, your, your day job money into becoming a vendor at an event? to get more lead generation and at least try to sell some of your products or services. Now, if you do all of that and you're still not making any money, what you really got to do is find somebody who can at least believe in 50% of your vision because they're not mm-hmm. going to believe in 100% of your vision. Especially with no results. Yeah, it's especially with no results. not going to happen. So you had to believe in 50% of your vision and then you had to be willing to give up equity. Yep. 
You have to be willing to give up equity. <laughs> yeah. Because it's only so long somebody's going to work for free, free. intern, all that. Like, you have to be willing to give up equity, man. Yep. I don't, it's up to you at what percentage, but at least go into, like, hey, man, I've been doing this for this long. I've exhausted all resources, all options, and I, I can't get to the next level. Can you help? I'm willing to give you this amount of equity, and we could be, you know, you could be a co-founder, COO, whatever that is for you. But equity Everybody. will open the conversation for people it to really take will. you seriously. And, they, and I think equity also brings them to a more sense of, um, like, this is mine, too. Exactly. I'm just not working for you. This is also Man. mine, so I'm going to get the results, too. Exactly. But I, a common thing I see with people nowadays, and obviously, it's nothing wrong. Like, we're at a time where people preach ownership, and that's right. amazing. But sometimes people, I think, it go overhead, over over their head because they like, I need 100% ownership. Man, what? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yo. <laughs> You 100% ownership means everything is on you. And like I said, you can only, it's a ceiling you go hit Facts. with 100% ownership. You go, you can't go as far as you really, really want to go. Facts. And nine times out of 10, if you're not making money, you got to, man, you got to give that up. You got to give up this equity <laughs> say, but it's got to be somebody that you know it's just not like, uh, oh, it's just not strictly a money play. You know, this right. person believe in the vision just as much as you. They could see it and be like, oh, I see where you're trying to go with that. I could help you with this, but you're going to have to, gonna have to you know, yeah. give us some equity a little bit. Right. And I will say, man, watch who you hire, though, too, man. A lot of times early on, we, we work with our friends and yeah. people who we know, family. Those aren't always the best hires. Right. You know, sometimes you got to get with a stranger, you know, and, and trust them with what you have going on. They may steal it and take it do their own thing, but they'll, they'll be more prone to, to help you in the long run. Because especially with friends, man, friends, it's, it's tricky working with friends, especially with no paperwork together you know so Man. it gets real tricky and you, you know you got to think do you, is your friendship more important or is the business more important right and going to that before you decide on that but like actually hire people you know what i'm saying like yeah. i said if you get like 15 dollars going fiverr you know what i'm saying Bro, going fiverr man that's facts I, I, I remember reading something a while ago it said um when you hire a friend they're not a friend no more they're an employee they are and i think that's hard um that's hard for a lot of people to yeah. to understand that because you yeah. still might like when somebody an employee is you it's a different kind of like yeah it's you, it's, not, it's, it's a different kind of rapport you got with this it person is, like, it ain't got to be no disrespect it's all respect yeah. but it's business at the end of the day and you got to understand that that's what I think people don't understand that like they take their, their ego gets to the side that's my homie yeah but your homie has a business that you know yeah. he employs you for you this is livelihood do, yeah you got to do the work. And you can't be like, oh, my home. No, you got to do the work. And, you know, that's a respect factor. That's why, like, sometimes it's better not to do, you know what I'm saying, business with friends. Or unless y'all yeah. have that understanding. Understanding, right. And y'all got similar goals. and mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I, I've been I've been saying for a minute now, I'm like, people got to stop trying to be. I understand it. Like, if you were starting your business from scratch, the easiest people to hire is your right. friends and family. But at the end of the day, it's like. You gonna have to you gonna have to do something else because yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of everybody I know. Well, I don't want to say everybody. It's always exceptions to the rule, but most of the time when I talk to people that's they got their family yeah. working for them, it's mm -hmm. always because <laughs> yeah, you got to think those are the people you talk to first. Yeah. You want to throw out an idea like, hey, I've been thinking about doing this, and then you see the energy or excitement they get when you tell them. You're like, hey, bro, you really yeah. think it's gonna work? Well, shoot, let's do this. Right. And then next thing you know, y'all you know y'all business together, or they helping you out, but then they got. Then they got personal lives going on. You're like, man, so and so said it's gonna help, but they're not really proactive. It just gets weird and tricky, man. I've been I've been in it multiple times, bro. Yeah, that's a, but that's the um business in itself is a very um it's a complex thing anyway. Facts. It's nothing that's as simple as it may look. Even if you go on the gram or whatever social site and you see people that make it look easy, yeah, 
if you could see this person day behind the scenes, you'd probably be like, man, this man, is they they nothing even, but headaches. They don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know, bro. Like, you got to think preparation, man. Like, preparing for everything. Like, I really wanted to do um, – that's why I like documentaries because it really gives you insight. Mm, yeah. So that's really like, – like, like, even this year, you know, we do we host this big event called the Coast on Awards. I kind of want to do, like, a docu-series leading up to what it sure. takes because everybody sees the final product – they don't know what it took to get there. Like, you know, how I'm on these calls, you know, trying to get partners and sponsorships, getting vendors or working with the decor team, working with design team, finding the host, paying these invoices. I mean, as soon as I say, like, hey, I want to work with you, they send the invoices immediately. We think paying for them invoices, you know, so it's a Man, lot. what? <laughs> you know, it's a lot that goes on into these major events and especially like, you know, where we're trying to take it. Like I, I love, I want to definitely, you know, document, of course, with media platforms, so document the experience, but show people what it takes to so like, you know, if they want to do their own gala or, you know, awards or just big type of conference, they can see the blueprint. Cause we always just see the final conference or the it. final event. Like let's show you, let's show you what it really takes. And then you can decide if this is something you want to do alone or find a partner collaborate is what I'm big on now these days is collaborations, bro. That's why I said I always try to work with people who have their own thing going on. So these events, I'm collaborating with people. I'd rather give, you know, somebody, you know, 10% of the awards and collaborate and they take over this aspect than me trying to do everything myself, man. I can't do it. No, you can't. You, you know, I can't it, especially, do it, I just, I was, I was just watching an interview with um, Jay-Z and Kevin Hart and he was talking about uh, why he sold 50% of Ace of Spades, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, we watching that too. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. That too. yeah. I definitely take fifty because they're gonna enhance they it. They're gonna enhance. That's the biggest, the biggest company in the world, Brad. And when it comes to that, yeah, so linking up with them is gonna. That's just gonna take whatever it's worth now. You could probably ten x that yeah, in five you, years, and you can still pass it down to family. Still pass it. Fifty percent is a lot. Fifty percent for a big company. Ten percent is a lot. It's huge for a big company. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. I want to. I want to uh, ask you this because you. You built successful companies, and you've interviewed. You've been in the industry, so you've interviewed. Right. I can I can only imagine hundreds of people over right. the years. So, what is, what do you think after all this time? What do you think is the key, and what really makes someone successful? Mm, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think first, man, I want to say, I think in in success, discipline comes around in any way you look at it. Right. But what I mean by discipline is, is what are what are you doing when the cameras aren't on? Right, Ooh. that's what makes you successful. Like when you see when you see me in front of people, you can see how I work a room, how I'm talking to somebody. But how am I handling my business and myself when nobody's in the room and it's just me? All right, am I disciplined enough to do the stuff that I want to do? And if you are, that what makes you successful. If you look at these these athletes or these people who are in the gym every day, they don't really want to be there, but they're disciplined. They know to order to get where they have to go, they need to be disciplined and put in that work. Mm. And it sounds super cliche, but discipline is not easy. At all. It's not easy at all, man, especially when you're an entrepreneur because you don't have anybody riding your back telling you, hey, you have to do this today mm. or you're going to get let go. It's more so it's like it's either you do it or you don't. And if you don't do you it, eat. You ain't going to eat. Now, how are you going to handle that? As a man, as a woman, as a professional, how are you going to handle that with nobody riding you? How are you going to do that every day, day in and day out? How are you going to uh, decline event invitations or decline turnips trips. when you trips, when you know that you right now is not the best time you're trying to work on this deal or you have a lot of stuff to do? It's not easy, but it's, it's mandatory. Mm. It's mandatory yeah. becoming successful. 
Um, outside of discipline, man, I would say staying surrounded by the right people. Um, this isn't about business, but I'll just give you an example. I was in a 10-year relationship, right? Uh, I was engaged, but that failed because it failed because of me, but also failed because I didn't have the right people around me telling me that, hey, you're doing the wrong things or, you know, you need to invest more time into this, right? Now that I'm older and I see people in relationships, I see that people in relationships hang around people in relationships. Yep. And it makes sense. It makes it's, it's a reason why this, <laughs> it's a reason why this happened. It makes sense. So having the right people around you, like everybody that I talk to on a daily basis is an entrepreneur of some sort. Mm. And it's because they can relate to what I have going on and they can help push me and keep me accountable. Right. So even if we're discussing things outside of business, it always comes back to, okay, what you got going next? Like, have you, have you done that? And that's by keeping the right people around you. Because if you're not the right people around you, man, you're going to get led astray. Um, you, get tempta- you get tempted a mm-hmm. lot. And you make a lot of poor decisions, bro. I know as a man, as a woman, it's within yourself. But, you know what I'm saying, you are around the company you keep. If you're not learning, bro, you're losing. Mm-hmm. So you got to learn. And I learn from the people around me. So, honestly, those two things, from what I've seen from successful people, is their discipline. And they're always around other successful people. Oh, but that that's that's my game, bro. And I feel like when it comes to discipline, I think just because of social media, this era we in, I think this is the hardest. This is probably like the hardest era in human history to be disciplined, just because you can get praised. I don't think there's ever been an area with era where you could get praised for actually not putting in work. Like you could look like you put in some work, Bruh. put it on the ground, put it on whatever platform, and everybody like fire emoji, damn, yeah. bro, congrats, keep doing your thing. You could be like. I just you just you ain't did shit all yeah, day all day. Then you spend, you spend the next hour scrolling, looking at comments, looking at comments, looking at the likes. Thank exactly. you, bro. Appreciate that. Blah, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. You put no work in. You ain't put no work in, but yeah. they they don't know, but they just see they and they giving you all this praise and yeah. acknowledgement, and that could trick. I feel like there got to be some um, psychological shit studies on that there that is. that can trick your brain to feel like yeah, oh I did I'm a, I accomplished something today. It's actually. Um, there's a girl on my team named Adair Byerly. So it's psychological, but there's also scientific things mm. around it. So there's, um, ah, what's she called? There's basically, uh, it's like addiction. Right. There's something that goes off, like pheromone or something that yeah. goes off when people are getting attention and getting likes. That's why we're addicted to social media. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when you see that, oh, you got 100 likes in a minute or two minutes, it's like, I'm kind of lit. Let oh, me keep lit. going. You know, keep going. It's like. You, you feel you something. You feel accomplished. You, right. You feel something with that, bro. And that's science. Like, that that's is. your body. That's not just like a mental thing. It is mental, but it's also a science. science Something's man. going off in your body. Like, these, these things are being released. These chemicals are being released in your body telling you, like, you like this feeling. Like, keep getting this feeling. So that's why you keep scrolling, liking. You're applying back to comments. You're trying to get more attention. And it's like, man, you're getting praised to do the bare minimum. So if bare you're getting minimum. praised to do the bare minimum, bro, it's like, when it's time to do that hard work, it's like, man, like, this is, oh, man I want to do all this. I want to do all that. It's like, I don't get praise. Like, I'm not getting no likes or comments for this. People are not seeing this. You get what that's, I'm saying? And they don't see the losses. You don't want to post that. Yeah. But, but that's where the work is. I've learned the most, bro, when I lost. Like, oh, facts. I've learned the most. Man, facts, bro. I'm talking about, man, I'm taking some huge L's, bro. I'm talking about, I've lost the studio that was in my ex-fiance's name. It messed up her credit. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted the look of having a studio. I ain't had no clients, man. But I wanted to look. You know, to look like I wanted to look popping, bro. I wasn't even shooting at the time. I wasn't doing photography, videography. I just had a studio. I hired an artist to come paint it, put the cosign logo up in there. I bought all this equipment. Then I then I was like, okay, how are we yeah. gonna get people in here? 
man. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I lost mm-hmm. the studio, bro. And I tell people all the time, man, like it took me uh, to lose that studio to really research all my business endeavors, right? Like, okay, you want to get into this? You know, what's the, um, who's the target audience for this? Are people actually spending money on this? How much do our, is the regular people charging for this? Okay, you got a studio. Are they charging $100 an hour, $200 an hour, $75 an hour? How much is your rent? Okay, once you do all the math, if you get how many people is it going to take for you just to break even, then how much is it going to take for you to have somebody run the studio because I can't be there every day. You can't be, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't do all that. So it's like it really took me uh, to lose that to be able to get in the situation I'm in now with Coastal Loft, bro. But if I didn't, I probably would have made that same mistake older and would block lost more so you know i'm glad i lost you know I, I went through that when i went through it bro but it's man people are scared to lose no facts you can't you can't win if you don't put your if you don't make yourself available to lose yeah nah man i'm, I'm i mean it sucks bro but i'll go through it i no, just know facts. you know I, I just know on the other side you know a real hustler gonna bounce back at the end of always the day. if you man if you if you stay um with the right mindset like prime example <laughs> have you been seeing this the, with, with the pink sauce stuff Pink sauce. Now what's that? So it's this girl in Miami. She um she made like this sauce. It's okay. like a, she like a house sauce, like in her crib, I guess. Okay. And she was shipping, and she was shipping it out. She in Miami. She's shipping it out to people that's ordering it across the country. Okay. But the sauce don't get, got no preservatives. Okay. And it's record breaking heat. So by the time people, <laughs> so by the time people, I'm surprised we ain't heard of. But yeah. time people get the sauce. The shit old, it's yeah. different colors. Like, uh, it's all kind of stuff. People was talking about filing lawsuits. People dang. getting sick. I'm talking about this shit went like super, super. So you go on TikTok right now, type of okay. it's gonna it's gonna pop up everywhere. On Twitter, people talking about it everywhere. But I was saying like people been killing her for like a, I'm talking about killing her, bro. Nah, bet. But she's still online. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, to be able to withstand that mentally, nah, facts. And you not run. Yeah. Most people gonna deactivate their shit. Yeah, they gonna hurt. For a week, two weeks straight, every time she get online, people dogging and talking yeah. bad, talking crazy. But I'm like, she in a bad position right now. But if she could withstand that, keep that mentality, and learn from that and grow, she going to blow at something. Facts. Because that shows she got mental strength like a mother. She mug, mental strength. So you think she making all this bread and got these people all over right now from shipping it with, not understanding what she doing. Once she learns. What she doing. Once she learns it, bro, she going to come back stronger. Oh, fuck. She gonna come back, and she already got a name for so. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, that bad publicity. That still bad publicity, publicity is, is, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna take some 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 a great PR person yeah. to spin that. Nah, fast. At the end of the day, I'm a person that believe anything is possible. Nah, the facts. worst of like some people say, man, that's the worst of the worst. She can't come back for that. Like, man, shit, you get like, the right team, right person on your team believing you, they can spin that. Say LeBron came back from three one. Against the Warriors. Against the Warriors. You know. What you know Anything is possible. Anything is possible, bro. If you got the, if you got the right mentality, that's why I talk about mindset all the time. Some people are like, man, I remember somebody was saying, I remember I told somebody I said, um, if you broke more than likely, it's because you got a fucked up mindset. Right. And I remember people, so many people was offended. Nah. And I'm like, bro, just being honest, bro. Like, even if you if you ain't got nothing. And you keep your mind right and you get out here every day. Every There's day. gonna be a point in time shit yeah. gonna turn around. Shit's gonna turn around. But if you never had a mentality like and you just give up, you always gonna be in your same messed nah. up position. Nah, real. How important do you feel like execution ties into that? Execution is everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can have the you can have the you can have the um the most well, perfect intentions, man. But if your execution sucks, yeah, terrible. It's t- it's terrible. The yeah. results gonna be hard to get. Yeah, yeah. Nah. So execution, you do gotta. Um, at the end of the day, you gotta you you gotta gotta. But at the same time, I feel like 
with social media, I think it makes it easier mm-hmm. to do anything for real. Nah, it does. But you're right. It starts with the mindset, man. Yeah. Everything starts with the mindset. You got to if you got a, a a strong mindset, bro. You can figure anything out because the information is there. It's there. It's there. It's either there for free or you can pay to you know to um, to expedite the information. You can do whatever. You just have to be willing to go through that and be able to willing to sit down. Sometimes, man, we be moving so fast, bro. That's why. Um, and and not to speak on this negatively, but that's why they call jail. Uh, I had to go sit down for a while mm-hmm. to slow you down slow to you get down. your mind right. Your mind right yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people need to sit down. Not go to jail. Y'all just need just to, to sit, sit down. down. Right. Right. Sit down. You moving too fast. You got you got Instagram. You got influencers. You're hanging out, and you're not really figuring out what it's going to take to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you know we get so caught up on uh, you know in the market. Like man, I'm, I'm popping in the city. I have a lot of clients in the city. People know me in the city, but. Well, I think low, local, you can go global. You can go global. You know what I'm saying? Go global with it, bro. And it's just going to take you to sit down sometimes. You ain't got to sit down forever. Sit down for a couple months. Saying, go, yeah, figure yeah. it out. And then, you know, when, you, when, it's, when it's time to come back outside. You back with a whole new mentality, whole new game plan, strategies. All. Man. I know every time every every time it was a point where I um, leveled up or my life started changing, it was a point where I probably sat down for like two, three months. Man. It's just being man. real. But, man, how do you how do you – how do you sit down? What's your What's your advice on sitting down but staying relevant, especially having media platforms like us? Yeah. It's like, man, I be wanting to I be wanting to be ghosts, but it's like, man, you 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 still gotta you still gotta <laughs> put the work in. You still gotta let people know what you. Hey, get. that's facts. I think, man, that's that's tough. So I remember um, last year I I took a break. I ain't make no. Uh, I, was I dropping episodes still? I think I was still dropping episodes, mm-hmm. but I wasn't just on social media. Yeah. And even right now, I lost my Instagram. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was looking for your joint. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna talk to you offline, like, bro, did we, you get hacked? What's up? Yeah, no, nah, somebody, because I got so many impersonation accounts. Oh, you so do. So Instagram took mine down. Dang. Talking about I'm impersonating me. It's, okay. it's the craziest shit in the world. I'm in the process of trying to get my stuff back. Okay. But I've been, my stuff been gone for like two weeks, but it, that is a challenge. But I think, I think, I think it's only like really two ways you could go for it. You could either pay somebody. Yeah. To still be posting and while you just still making content, how them create yeah. it and post it, or that's really the only way for that's real. Really you it. still gotta, you still do gotta remain relevant because yeah. in this social media man. stage we in, it's so easy for people to forget about you. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of, man, what? They'd be out like, of sight, oh, ain't he? And then what's the crazy thing about that in these times is if you out of sight, people think you fell off. People think you fell off. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we, we did that. What you been doing? What you, bro, what you mean? He must be broke or something. Like, he must be like, dang, it's like, yeah. bro, I just ain't online. I ain't yeah, feel like being no on there. So, nah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for, for what we do. It's, it's um, super tough because you do got to stay on the people's mind. You still got to keep creating content, putting stuff out yeah and people would so it, it's a crazy it's a, that's what like the man. hardest things to do for real and that's what's man and i don't want to say it's wrong but like that's why it, it's tough being in the business we're in being mm-hmm. in media because you, it's like you have to be you have to create content you have to show what's going on but if you look at some of these other businesses that are extremely profitable man you don't need social media for it no, you know you what i'm saying like if we focused on you know investing real estate you know trucking uh you know maybe like a, a b2b type of business yeah, b2b. You don't you don't need to really yeah, be on social. You can be getting the bag and be chilling, but the media game is like, man, you, you it's like you almost gotta you be, have to be. But I think in front it's worth of the camera because yeah. it's a it's a powerful it's a, such a powerful tool. Like, I remember being out, and, uh, I was out, and this cop he he um, pulled me over, and he's like, "Oh, you so and so." Yeah, it's crazy. He let me go. <laughs> he showed love. I'm yeah. like. 
Yes, and that's man. just on a small scale. So I yeah. can only imagine what people that got like super, super yeah. like the, the the biggest media. I can only imagine like the perks. A lot, a lot of times that shit can be more powerful than money when people know you. It is, bro. Yeah. Like, because at that point it's crazy. Like when you, when you become celebrity or have celebrity, that people don't want you to pay for nothing, bro. Man, and that you get walked into so many different doors. You know, like for me, I, I think for me, not only doing this, you know, to help other people, but for me, it's more like, man. Think about the brand name that I created, Cosign, bro. Everything's about a Cosign, bro. Like, that's how important the mm. world is. The world revolves around Cosigns. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, if 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 I know somebody, man, uh, if I know somebody that can put you, man, in the next level position, and I'm like, yo, it's, it's my man right here. Like, look out for him. That Cosign, can change, that, that cosign can change the life, no, right? Facts. And that's just it's, it's how we handle business. Like, mm-hmm. before we before we buy something, we're asking somebody, hey, what you think about this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, where should I eat when I come to the city? Yep. It's all cosigns, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, it's just crazy, crazy how the world works around that, you know, around those, uh, around those relationships, bro, around, you know, social media. Because that's, that's what we're doing online. It's cosigning places, cosigning things, cosigning people. When you're outside, oh, man, I went to brunch with so-and-so. You see the body, see the vibe. Now it's like, man, I want to go there. You know what I'm no, saying? I got to go check that out. I got to go. Yeah, you know? It could be trash when you get there, but it's, it's it be far trash. as it looks like. Right. like but, man, that's that's kind of how, like, the weight with this kind of does to us, man. Because then it gets to a point to where it's like, bro, we doing this, and it's like people want us to come just to provide that same experience that we shown. So it's like, man, there's really – on a smaller level, it's like, man, doing what we do, there's a lot of opportunities to, you know, help businesses, but to also put us in a position to, you know, to grow and to, to grow. you know what I'm saying, to become, I don't want to become influencers because on at the end of the day, we're, we're we, we have influence mm-hmm. and we're in media, yep. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not really about the title for us, it's about the content, the content. and value we have, bro. And, and speaking of content, and this is probably like the final question I got for you, what's the sauce on making good content? Because this, let's keep it real, most yeah. people that you see make content, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, yeah. but I'm more, it's weird. Like, I'm more intrigued by bad content than good content. <laughs> it's crazy, right? No, it's like, I, if when I see some bad content, yeah. I could just watch it all day. Because I'd be yeah. like, how do you know that this sucked? Bruh. And I'd be watching, I'd just be sitting there like, they could do this, they could do that, could do that. When, when I see good content, instantly, you know, I'm like, this shit don't. Yeah. Nah, like, that's fire, but Man, but you got to think, the, uh, the majority of the consumers want to just be entertained. If you really think about it. We, we, we preach value in the media, social media, man. People just want to be entertained, bro. They just want to be entertained. Like, they got they they work nine to five. A lot of them no. hate their jobs. They go home to, you know, a, a wife or a husband. You know, we got kids. Like, they have real-life situations. So that's why a lot of viral content is just entertainment because it's taking you away from your day-to-day life. Mm. You could just... You, kind of opinion, you just have you some fun. You're not really thinking about nothing. You, you got to think value content. A lot of that times is something you got to consume. You really got to listen. You yeah. got to think. You got to take notes. You got to save and all that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it takes a lot more effort. So, but I, what I would say is, is how to make great content. If you can find out a way to make valuable content entertaining, there's a win-win. And keep it short as possible, right? So even though I do long-form content, that's why everybody breaks it up, right? But it has to be broken up to a point to where it's like people are are consuming it and engaging and it's entertaining like like that because after five to ten seconds we're scrolling up to scrolling up up to the next thing you know what i'm saying that's why like a lot of these these viral moments 
are things that you're questioning, like, bro, who told them this was okay? Or how in their right mind they do that? Charleston White is going viral all the time. All the time. Because, like, bro, you're not supposed to say this. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not, go, you're you're not. not supposed to say this. But because right. he He's said it, it, people are going to share that. It's a because, shock value. Like, it's a shock value. And it's crazy, but that's the society we live in. Mm. So it's like you got to ask yourself, how you, can you provide a form of shock value mm-hmm. for your niche? For your niche. For your niche. Now, I don't know how to answer. I don't know what that looks like right. for everybody. But just ask yourself that. What? How can you provide a shock value in your niche? And when you figure that out, that's the secret sauce. That's how it you is. make great content. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's game. That's game. That's game right there, bro. And that's something that um, my boy uh, Aristotle, he told me that we was having a conversation off camera. And I ain't gonna go too too deep into it because it was a private convo, of course, on on, on, you know on camera. But he was saying like, at the end of the day, when it comes to this shit, you got to be polarizing. Mm, Nah, either people got to have a strong like for you, or strong like, but uh, strong dis strong dislike. But either way, it's bringing some kind of passion, kind of some kind of emotion out of somebody. What you don't want is when they see you, they don't think nothing, they don't feel nothing. Facts. You want them to feel something. They tell like, man, I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> facts. Man, I, well, I, I really rock with dude, man. Yeah. I want to meet him someday. Nah, facts. That's going to make a motherfucker share your stuff, comment, real. buy, whatever. Nah, real quick. Think about the top three media personalities you know. Off, off top that cut in my head, I'm going to give you three. Uh, Charlemagne the God, yep. uh, Joe Budden. Uh, I can't even think of a third one right now. So that's uh, two right there. And they both respectfully ignorant sometimes right you get what i'm saying yeah. so it's like that's why people watched him when they watched him it's like bro like this dude is wild and like i can't believe you said what he said bro but it's like man when you think about other people it's like man they're cool but it's like it's not something that you know you would you would want to be like or you want to share all the time so it's right like you do got to be polarizing mm-hmm. and it's difficult for people you know what i'm saying who are more laid back nonchalant right. you know say like me i'm laid back i'm, I'm not like I don't be about all that extra hoorah stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you either like me or you don't. But, you know, I'm just going to stay level-headed. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I think something for like that for us is, is, is you know, it's a, like Lipsy said, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know what yep. I'm saying? It's going to catch on. It's going to take a little longer than it would if we did more like, you know, uh, shock value type of content. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? It's going to take us a little longer, but we're going to get there. That's all without right. a doubt. That's without a doubt. You know what I'm saying? Keep it, working. It, 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 ain't no- yeah, it ain't if, when. Type shit, that's you know, right, bro. And, yeah. and and my uh, final question I got for you: This is just for advice for people that may be trying to get into your, the space that we in, or a similar space, right. and they getting on this social media, getting in business. What's your best piece of, piece of advice for them to take action right now, whatever they at, starting on ground zero? Ground zero. Okay, I would say if you look at media right now, uh, the landscape is really built on niches. You know what I'm saying? Like the the days of of covering and being the, the everything are over. Like, you can't be all to everybody. You really got to double down on the audience. So the first thing I would say is find out who you're talking to, who's going to be your audience. And it doesn't have to be, I know everybody's on this financial literacy crave right mm-hmm. now, yep. entrepreneurship. It ain't got to be that. It don't. You know what I'm saying? It don't. Like, like my first love is basketball. If, if I could go back or if I could create another platform, it would be for Sports basketball. Center. You know what I'm saying? So find out what you love and what you'll do for free. You know what I'm saying? If you would play basketball all day for free, create a basketball media platform, right? And then what I would say is once you figure out your niche, I would say start figuring out, uh, I would start with like 10 people, 10 people in a basketball realm that you can feature, interview. And you want to start small because you can't right, go you get can't. LeBron James <laughs> today, right? But you got to think about it. I'm, I'm talking people in Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
Duncanville is like a top-ranked high school basketball program. You know what I'm saying? These right. kids are going to D1 schools, some and they're going. The some are going to go to the league. That's men's basketball. Women's basketball, DeSoto Lady Eagles won state two years in a row, right? If you want to start a basketball platform right now, these are high school students who are going to be in the league. I would interview them now. They're going to they do it because they're so. your peer. I would do. I would interview as much of them as you can and build relationships with them now because in high school, if they're seniors, in about two to three years, they're going to be in the league. You get what I'm saying? So I would interview them, get as much content you can from them, and then I would create, you know, of course, the social channels and do that, bro. That I mean, after yeah, you do that, game, bro. it's going to grow. You just gain some game because look, think about how much uh, a LeBron James high school interview worth. Bro. Think about how much a KD high school interview worth now exactly. and what it's going to be worth 10 years from now when they retire exactly. on these documentaries and they want that footage. Exactly. And like we said earlier, you start with that and then you'll find out multiple sources of revenue you can make just from doing basketball interviews. Like you think about Bleach Report and House Highlights and all that. When they started, yeah. they were covering those games and then they were making highlight tapes highlights. for you know for other kids and selling them. You can go the same route. You don't have to invent something new, right? Follow the follow what is already out there. Man. Just add your sauce to it. Man, I remember following House of Highlights. When I don't even think they had 100,000 followers, bro. Mm -hmm. This was like 2013, maybe. Yeah. Like early on, I remember following them. And they shit is huge now. Huge. So you, you, hey, you just, get, you just gave us a real life yeah. game. Like if you, prime example, look at that. Um, did you, I'm pretty sure you've seen the Kanye documentary on that. Yeah. yeah you course. see how much dude sold that footage for? Exactly. <laughs> like content, exactly. this is why we always say this is, content man. is king. Content if you own the content, king. especially if it's good content, mm -hmm. it's going to come at times. Yeah. Cause you never know who you're talking to. Never know, and it apply. It applies. What we just said applies to any industry. Right? Any industry. Basketball, beauty. If you like food, cocktails, do the same thing, and that's how you get your start. And you really got to put the work in. Cosign became popping early on is because I didn't say no at least for the first year. You want me to cover your fashion show, basketball tournament, showcase? I didn't care what it was. I was going to everything so people could get to know the brand, know, like, oh, and trust. Are. And then at that point, then it was up to me to like really take it to the next level. But you got to at least start by doing what I just told you. Man, you you you, got, you gave us a lot of game. Well, it's a fire episode. I just want to say, bro, before we wrap up, I want to say I appreciate you nah, taking the time to come on the show, man. man. I'm glad we was able to get nah, this done. Nah, me too, bro, man. This, this was fire. This, this was on my uh my whiteboard, man. I, like, <laughs> man, I, I gotta be on million of miles there, bro. Go. I can check that off the list, man. Just <laughs> let, let people go. know my price just went yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> price let just let went up, know, bro. We gonna we gonna make sure we get get this done again. But before I let you go, do you mind plugging all your stuff where people can find you, follow you, tap in, everything? Nah, for sure, man. You can follow us everywhere at. Cosign Mag, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. My personal is Cosign KG. Subscribe to the YouTube, Cosign mm -hmm. Mag. And, uh, you know, hit the website, CosignMag.com. And I appreciate you for having me, brother. Definitely, bro. You already know, man. And, and tapping up, you guys could uh, hit me on everything at Xavier C. Miller. And you can find Dion, Deanna Kent. That's on all platforms. And you can find the Millionaire Mindsets on our platforms as well. And that's all we have, y'all, on this episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next week. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier y'all gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant